Good evening, America. I'm Kimberly Guilfoyle. America, it's all on the line. President Trump believes in you. He emancipates and lifts you up to live your American dream. You are capable. You are qualified. You are powerful. And you have the ability to choose your life and determine your destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Outrageously awesome. John, are you hosting again? Nope. We'll mix it up. Starly, maybe you should host. Do it. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing in the 2020 presidential prediction market. I'm Starly Kine, and I'm here with my friends, Long John Silver. Hey. And Kid Midas himself. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It's me, Kid Midas. Yeah. This is going to be a rough episode for me. I'm so disturbed by the Jerry Falwell news that I cannot function. Is it new? Oh my God, Starly. Wait a minute. Starly doesn't know? What have you been doing all morning? <laughs> Meditating, eating nutritious breakfast. Just kidding. No, I've been doing the same thing everyone else has been doing is looking at their phone. What happened? The Falwell family is in crisis and we need a prayer intervention. All our listeners need to start sending prayer missiles to these Falwells. Can we get Nancy Pelosi to issue a prayer? Say a prayer for the pool attendants who are exploited, but pray harder for the Christian pseudo-ministers <laughs> who sit in the corner of the room and watch them have sex with their wives. I mean, it's so... Mm. Here's what happened, Starly. This is, and we're going to lead with this this morning because it's breaking news. Everybody knows that Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife had an unusual relationship with this pool attendant who worked for them and ran a youth hostel in Miami for them or something. So far, I would say sketchiness factor as holding tight at zero. Correct. Then, <laughs> for the last six years, this pool attendant, this handsome young man, has been having sexual liaisons with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife. And what I mean by sexual liaisons is they would have sex. And Jerry Falwell Jr. would sit in the corner of the room and observe. Allegedly. Probably to make sure that the pool boy was using proper Christian intercourse methods. <laughs> so the pool attendant, after a while, was entering all these business relationships with the Falwells and started to think he was getting taken advantage of and was like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. <laughs> And he has apparently lots of documentary evidence about these liaisons and this longstanding relationship with Falwell Jr.'s wife and Falwell. Michael Cohen was brought in by the Falwells to help dissolve this relationship with a minimum of scandal. Great. Of course, they paid the kid money yeah. from Liberty University, which means maybe it was our own taxpayer money that went to this handsome pool attendant. I hope so. Of course, this also coincided with the beginning of Trump's presidential campaign, and Cohen negotiated Falwell's endorsement of President Trump. Good. So that's obviously blackmail, right? Josh Marshall is like, this is why he endorsed Trump. Cohen made this happen. Cohen never said the words, if you don't endorse Trump, we're leaking photos and knowledge of the pool boy escapades. But there's things you don't have to say. Everyone in the transaction knows what the stakes are. So, of course, Falwell came out and endorsed Trump. 
for their shared Christian values. What is going to be the fallout from it in regards to Trump? Don't you mean the fall well out of it? I set that up intentionally. I don't think there'll be any fallout. He's already taken a leave of absence from running Liberty University because of that dorky photo he took with his unbuckled pants. They don't care. Who cares? Nobody cares. You care. How is it going to affect the prediction markets? John Kimball bringing us back on track because his fetish is sexualizing news events Mm -hmm. in the context of prediction markets. I think the Republican right wing is completely debased at this point. And there is no shame. There is no norm they will not violate. And so this will have no effect. Did they rush to put the boy who had sex with Jerry Falwell's wife while Jerry Falwell watched? Did they rush to put him on the RNC convention speaker slate? (laughs) Which is happening now. It started this morning and they've already had the roll call. And we all remember the DNC roll call was amazing. Yeah. That was probably the highlight of the DNC. They went all around the country and spotlighted, you know, all the amazing states. The plate of calamari. Exactly. So they did the RNC roll call today, and they're all literally just standing in front of a green screen that says RNC convention. And we had a real historical moment right before that we started recording. President Trump, our commander-in-chief, officially nominated for a second term. This RNC has officially put the bullet in all my hopes for Mm. Trump somehow not being the presidential nominee and Pence not being the vice presidential nominee. Both those things have come to pass, and now I've just lost a big pile of money because I dared to dream that something unusual would happen. How much did you lose? I don't know. My portfolio is down like at least 15% overall because of this. Kid Midas has become Kid Detritus as there's nothing left in my wallet but lint and pebbles I collected at the seashore. When I got the announcement on my phone today that Trump had been renominated, you know how every once in a while you remember how crazy it is that Donald Trump's our president? Yeah. You never quite acclimate. Somehow this is more strikingly weird. <laughs> than him getting elected? Yeah. Do you think they rushed the roll call because they couldn't contend with the Democrats' roll call because it was so popular and everyone loved it so much? Trump was on Twitter complaining that nobody was covering it. It was like, dude, you did the roll call at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. The Democrats did the roll call in prime time. You know, like smart people. 9 a.m. is reserved for Jerry Falwell pool boy scandal updates. Right. And rethinking your fetish bucket list if you're like, man, I didn't even think to... Have that on my list. I could watch a pool boy have sex with the wife of the head of America's most notorious Christian university. You can't say that enough, can you? What's that? (laughs) I want to get back to the RNC. We never really started the show. This week on the show, we have listeners' questions talking about the RNC and a rundown of any bets we have from last week, next week, future, past. All right, let's start with last week's bets. David, what were your bets? For months and months, I had held the position that Joe Biden would not be the Democratic nominee. I was so sure of this after his first initial fumbling press announcements once he won Super Tuesday. And last week, as some of you may know, thanks to our political analyst Beckett, who very kindly shared his thoughts about the DNC, Joe Biden, the greatest American who has ever lived, according to Beckett, officially took the nomination to be the Democratic presidential candidate. And so I lost all my anti-Joe Biden money. So now I'm just sitting here in a hole. But you also bet money on Mike Pence not being the candidate. So did you break even? No, it breaks double bad. 
I have lost on everything. I'm just saying to balance out any kind of like jinxes you could possibly be doing, you not only bet on Biden not being the nominee, but you also bet on Pence not being the nominee. So even though cosmically. Yeah, that's fine. Fair. Okay, go on. I put more money into Markey. That primary takes place on Tuesday, September 1st at long last. We'll see whether Massachusetts Democratic Senate incumbent Ed Markey can hold off this challenge from young upstart Joe Kennedy III. Man, I got to say, there's so much family stuff flying around between every Trump child speaking at the RNC and Joe Kennedy III running on the Kennedy legacy and Kellyanne Conway quitting her job to spend more time with her family and the Falwell marriage being disrupted by this nefarious pool attendant. There's so much family drama on this week's episode of Election Profit Makers. It's true. It's our own secession. It's succession profit makers. It's awful. This week's news... Mm-hmm. is a strong argument for the abolition of the family <laughs> as a unit of human <laughs> organization. Because between the Conways, the Falwells, the Trumps, the Kennedys, there's got to be a better way to organize human relations than these freaking families where everyone has the same last name for 100 years. It's preposterous. Yeah. Look at all these kids speaking at the RNC, these failed business entrepreneurs, and they all have the last name Trump. They're even bringing out Tiffany Trump. I can't mm-hmm. believe Tiffany is about to get back up on stage. She talked about how one time she had a birthday and her dad showed up. I think that was like the heartwarming. I think that was literally the heartwarming story she told about her father to humanize him. So Marky actually slid for a moment because, John, the thing that you were certain would not happen actually did happen. And I think it's time to turn over the tear-stained podium of shame because last week Nancy Pelosi endorsed Joe Kennedy the third, mm-hmm. even though she said you should never primary Democratic incumbent. She broke her little rule. I was surprised. By that, I did not expect uh, Pelosi to do that. But as far as uh, an apology, I never said that she wasn't going to do that. When we read that Nancy Pelosi's PAC had given money to Joe Kennedy, John was like, I know that's bullshit. And it was. That's bullshit. It was. Well, it wasn't bullshit. She did give money to him. But she gave to both. Sure, but she gave money to uh, someone who was about to run against an incumbent. Yes, but I said it was bullshit that she was supporting one over the other. Nancy Pelosi is a stinky person, I think. Okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think she's a stinky person. Well, don't say stinky. That's like nasty woman. Don't say that. She's a shitty person. Is that better? Yeah, that's fine. Nancy Nancy Pelosi is an asshole. She's a big honking asshole. (laughs) That's fine. Pelosi doesn't have any sway in Massachusetts. It's not going to make any difference. She did it because it's someone who was part of her caucus. No, she said she did it because she didn't like Marky zinging Kennedy. Come on, Nancy Pelosi. It's such a fuck you to the progressives that she did that. Yeah, totally. Did she have to endorse someone? Was she being pressured to endorse? Like I said, I was surprised. I didn't see it coming. It hasn't affected the market in any way. It did briefly, but Markey trading at 70, Kennedy trading at 32 at the moment. I think this race is going to be very close, much closer than the pricing shows right now. And I'm actually short on Markey, even though I, th- I will not be surprised if Markey wins. I just think this is going to get to 50-50 at some point. I think Markey, if he wins, he's going to barely win. When Pelosi endorsed Kennedy, was there a predicted. It, it did dip on the Pelosi news. I got a little Pelosi dip. Did you ride that wave, David? Or No, I just sat in the corner and fumed while my wife had sex with a pool attendant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Pelosi heard David making fun of her and that's why she endorsed Marky? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I never thought about I, you know what Starly I never thought about that but yeah I mean the pieces fit together it's, this is like at the end of the usual suspects I'm dropping my coffee cup in slow motion and I see like up on the bulletin board Nancy Pelosi's list of her most listened to podcasts election profit makers people Nancy Pelosi hates the most are three faces I wanted to let you guys know that I'm a bit of a political insider. I did get an email from Donald Trump this morning where he announced his second term agenda. Listeners might have realized this amazing fact that the RNC did not publish an agenda this year. They just said, yeah, we're just going to go with whatever President Trump says. That's our agenda. Uh, (laughs) Donald Trump this morning, because I'm an insider, emailed me his agenda. This is not a joke. This is an email I got. It says, unlike Joe Biden and Kamala Harris... (laughs) who have vowed to destroy the American way of life. That was an intense moment in the DNC when they vowed to destroy. (laughs) I, Joe Biden, hereby solemnly vow to destroy the American way of life. Uh, Unlike Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who have vowed to destroy the American way of life, President Trump and Vice President Pence are promising to put you and your family first every day. Guys, check out these bullet points. They will create more jobs, cut taxes, protect American jobs. Thumbs up or thumbs down on that bullet point. Thumbs up on all those. Next, the coronavirus will be eradicated. That's good. That's <laughs> true. That's That would be a great thing to get started on when your next term starts in January 2021. Yeah. Definitely be like, okay, now I think we should focus on eradicating the coronavirus. <laughs> America will end its reliance on China and bring back 1 million manufacturing jobs. We all love that. Insurance premiums will be lowered. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. This one is bullshit. Insurance premiums will be lowered. Social Security and Medicare will be protected. Prescription drug prices will be cut, and pre-existing conditions will be covered. Um. Even though they're in court arguing against that, I think we need to go with the Mori Povich gif on this one. Sources say that was a lie. School choice will be provided to every child in America. Sweet. Yep, we love that. Destroy the public school system. We will drain the swamp by passing congressional term limits. Good. Next one I know John loves. Law enforcement will be fully funded. (laughs) Yes. No more sanctuary cities. (laughs) Human trafficking networks will be dismantled. And illegal immigrants will be blocked from becoming eligible for taxpayer-funded welfare, health care, and free college tuition. Now, in spite of all that, the next one is the one where I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. (laughs) The next one is, we will establish a permanently manned presence on the moon and send the first manned mission to Mars. Fuck you. No, you won't. We're never going to have a permanently manned presence on the moon, and we are never going to send a manned mission to Mars. And I will go to my grave insisting on every street corner that will have me Humans will never live on Mars. And not only that, humans will never set foot on Mars. It's never going to happen. Not even our boy Elon? No, no, no. We will never have a man. I wish Predicted had a Mars. I wish they had a whole Mars portfolio. Just all you did was bet on other (laughs) planets. I would be such a fiend for betting on Mars. That would be a great market. They might send a manned mission to Mars. But no one is ever going to step off a spaceship on Mars and put their foot on Mars. A human foot will never make contact with the surface of the planet known as Mars. How about a human hand? No. I think you're wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think it'll happen in our lifetime. It will not happen in our lifetime. Never, ever, ever. 
Never. I'm so opposed to humans going to Mars. It drives me crazy. I would jump in front of a space rocket to keep it from reaching Mars. You don't want to do that. There's a lot of horrors in this world. And there's a lot of things to get upset about and a lot of things to obsess over. But I think for the last 15 years, ever since George W. Bush started talking about it, the thing that has made me more furious than any other single issue (laughs) or any other (laughs) bit of rhetorical hyperbole about the human spirit and the unconquerable passion for adventure and exploration is the idea of sending humans to Mars. It makes me so mad. If people still had dinner parties, which they don't, and who knows, we probably won't have until Trump eradicates the coronavirus as per his second term agenda. If I I wish I would go to a dinner party and someone would start talking to me about how we're going to go to Mars, I would take a huge fistful of pate and just squeeze it between my fingers. And I would say, look at this. Your brain has been corrupted. We're never going to Mars. Ding me every hundred years and I'll crawl my way out of my crypt and come back up and be like, Y'all didn't put someone on Mars yet, did you? Okay, I'll see you in 100 years. Didn't predict it just expand this week? The definition of time? Oh. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of rumors that predicted might be going the way of the dodo uh, since all these markets have disappeared. But then a new contract uh, came out this week, which was who will win the 2024 presidential election. Which party? Really? So predicted, obviously, is planning on being around for another four years. So if you want to get in on that, you can bet on 2024 right now. The problem with the contract like that, though, is unlike a VP garden, there's only two crops. There's only two parties listed. But how many? Who knows how many parties will be around in four years from now? That's right. We'll have the birthday party. I'm starting one called the Mars Explorers Party. <laughs> Join our party and vote for me to be a president who takes us all to Mars. We're going to live on tents on Mars with our robots that explore rocks for us. We're going to plant a garden on Mars. Fuck out of here, Mars. I wish Mars would leave. I would be so happy if we woke up one morning and the scientists were like, um, breaking news. We're not sure quite how it happened, but Mars has left the solar system. It just walked away. Did you ever care about Mars? Yeah, of course. As a child, I, it's like everything else. As a child, I loved Mars. I loved the red planet. It's named for the god of war. Of course, a little boy is going to love Mars. And I would even read stories far-fetched flights of fancy about bases on Mars and Mars men and whatnot. Did you really? Of course. I feel like that was our parents' generation, like the 50s. They were into Mars. Honestly, I was really into Jupiter because it's the biggest planet and it's nothing but gas. There's actually no surface to Jupiter. And that always used to really freak me out as a kid. Jupiter is the, what is that show that you decided was the best skyline? Nashville 99. Yeah. Jupiter is a Nashville 99. (laughs) Of planets? (laughs) Yeah. That's a good callback. That's a sentence that has definitely been said a lot of times in human history. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) John, how are you feeling about the RNC? Are you going to watch the RNC this week? Yeah, I'll watch some of it. My, My prediction about the RNC is that as bad and gross as it, it is going to be, I, I actually am hopeful in thinking that I don't think it's going to be as bad as 2016 because there is not a huge live bloodthirsty audience that is going to be egging on the speakers. I think it will be gross, but I, I don't think it will be as bad as 2016 where you had all these people chanting, lock her up. It was dark. It was pretty cool when Mike Flynn was leading chants of lock her up. And Giuliani. Oh, Giuliani. The coolest guy. Ben Carson. There was some crazy stuff. Here's a thought that I had from last time. In in 2016, it was the Republicans that went first. 
generally it would be an advantage to go second. But because Trump is so reactive and takes the bait, he has just turned everything upside down trying to answer the questions or charges that the Democrats made. I mean, he's going to be speaking every single night. I love that. That's not good. If you put on a festival, man, why wouldn't you want your band to headline every night, man? You got the best songs. They're there for you. Speaking of the markets, I was waiting to buy back into some of these markets because I thought there might be a bump for Trump this week. I kind of don't think it's going to happen. Is there a ratings market about whether the GOP Uh, will have higher ratings? Than the DNC? No, there is not. I feel like we might have had that in 2016, though. I think that we did. Back when Predict It was, was a little more freewheeling and fun. Yeah. I think it'll get lower ratings than the DNC. Yep. You think people are just getting tired of him? Uh, I think people feel really bad right now. And even if you support him, it doesn't. it's really tiring to listen to Vitriol for hours. Yeah. And the DNC was something new. So they wanted to see Harris. They wanted to see if Biden was going to fall flat on his face. This is going to be Trump every night. We have Trump every night of every day for the last four years. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes when I see Trump or like read one of his tweets, in my mind, I can't help but be like, oh, just shut up. (laughs) I know it's horrible to say that about the president, about my president. But sometimes it's just like, oh, come on. Who cares? Shut up. Put a lid on it. Trump, you just know exactly what... It's going to sound like if you watch him on Twitter and you see it silent, the volume's off. If you were to click the volume on, it's just going to be the exact noise that you can hear in your head already. It's rare that someone can be simultaneously screaming and boring. Yeah. But after three and a half years, that's where we're at with this guy. It's like, I know you're yelling. I know you're acting crazy. I'm bored, bro. I'm bored. Unless he goes on a big speech about how we're going to go to Mars and how amazing Mars is going to be and all the hotels that are going to be on Mars. If he goes into real estate developer mode about Mars, I will be very content and very happy and excited. Do you think he's going to have any moments that come close to the drinking water or going down the ramp? Never. That was the highlight. <laughs> John loved that stuff so much. We're never going to see anything like that. No, after four nights, you are. No. It's going to be like a weird, long, noodling Jerry Garcia guitar solo where it's like, oh my God, you're hitting the same three notes for 50 minutes in a row. He's going to do it. No. Nah. The fourth night, it's going to be weird. I guarantee you that on the fourth night, he will talk about dolls. <laughs> I don't know what kind of dolls or in what context, but it just came to me in a vision that on the fourth night, our president will speak of dolls. That's my prediction. Can I ask you guys a prediction? Yeah. Trump children scheduled to speak at the convention. Don Jr. is speaking. Ivanka is speaking. Eric is speaking. And Tiffany is speaking. Rank them in terms of how good their speeches will be. Ivanka will give the best. Right. And people will be like, Ivanka perhaps making a play to be the next Trump member to run for president. Very well spoken. She brings a certain level of feminist concern to these issues of human trafficking that are so important to her. And who's going to give the worst? Tiffany. Uh, Yeah, Tiffany or Eric. Poor Eric. I think Don Jr.'s will be worse than Eric. Do you think the RNC will will increase Trump's chances to win or decrease his chances by the end? Increase because he needs to rally the base slash cult. The more they see him, I think the better he does. I think it's going to either keep it the same or decrease. Hmm. I'm with Starley. Really, guys? No effect or or it gets worse. I truly hope you guys are right. I would love for him to get off the helicopter looking like he did when he got off after Tulsa. <laughs> that posture of like, that wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Meh. I would love for that to be the vibe. We'll see. 
Let's do some listener questions. I love it. Should I thank everybody who wrote in to tell us your spam email is spam? Sure. You just did. We did. We were doing a little joke with that email, but thanks for people's concern. We do appreciate it. I only look at... Oh, no, I'll stop making pool boy jokes. Okay. First- it's just so tawdry. It's so freaking tawdry. That's my final statement on the matter. That, that, that applies to the Falwells, the Conways... Missions to Mars <laughs> and the RNC. It's tawdry. I'm done. Okay. This is a letter from Eric. Eric writes, two states so far have refused Kanye on their ballot. This is the Kanye question. So I'm assuming it's for John. Two states so far have refused Kanye on their ballots due to issues with paperwork, such as false signatures. If all the states he's signed up for find similar issues and he's not on any ballot in November, will that be a problem for Predict It? Well, so far, it's actually more than uh, two. He has been kicked off uh, in Ohio, mm-hmm. which Predict It already closed that market, saying that he would be on the ballot in Ohio. So I lost money there, even though I shouldn't have. He's been kicked off in Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin. And he looks like he might be in trouble in Virginia because uh, reporter Ben Jacobs called a bunch of the people that were listed as his electors, and they were not aware that they had signed up Tawdry. to be Kanye electors. Is he trying to be on the ballot? Kanye is essentially a shadow representative of the GOP. He's a useful idiot for Jared Kushner. Yeah, they're trying to get him on the ballot because they believe he's going to take away some of the black vote, which they believe would have gone to Biden. Tawdry. It's clearly a GOP operation at this point. I don't think it's going to affect Predict It in any way. I mean, Kanye is still going to be on some ballots. And if you have bought no in Kanye running for president or being on a ballot or getting a certain amount of uh, votes, then... That's probably the smart thing to do. Right now, I'm no on him getting on the ballot in Virginia. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Right now, there's a Kanye market for Minnesota, Iowa, and Virginia. And it looks like the traders believe that he's going to get on the ballot in Minnesota as well as in Iowa. But they don't believe he's he's going to make it in Virginia. When I texted John saying I missed the VP market, you told me to get in on the Kanye market, which I feel like was not good advice. It doesn't seem enjoyable. It doesn't seem like the yield is great. That's bad methadone, that Kanye market. Yeah. What you really are fiending for is that VP market. You can't have this knockoff excitement. Mm -mm. You're right. It's not good for you. But um, if you're looking for action, Kanye's where it's at right now. (laughs) Who are you, Pitchfork? (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the next question? Next question from Jeremy. Seeing as John is a robot, not nice, would you mind reading his source code Oh, right. We called you a robot. Would you mind reading his source code on the next episode so that listeners can have their own copy of him for trading advice and as a random skyline fact generator? What would you say, John, would be the elements to your source code? It's an interesting way to think about a human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What would be some of the command lines in your source code? If, quote, UNC basketball, then, quote, research online for six hours. Right. If tweet markets return, run 
no sleep for three days program. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's fair. By the end of this season, we will have reverse engineered enough of John's source code that our listeners will be able to build a rough approximation of John Kimball in their own home if they have a soldering iron and enough potentiometers. Yeah. We will start working on a build-your-own John Kimball home robot kit. If Skyline is muscular. Then run heart emoji. (laughs) Next question from Gus. Gus was saying he thinks that uh, Donald Trump actually doesn't want to be president because then COVID is not his responsibility. Then he can just criticize everybody without having to take any action. He can go on Fox News every night. But I do think that the existential threat for Trump is that if he's not president, he thinks he and everyone in his family is going to jail. And so with due respect, Gus, it is my belief that Trump will literally do anything to avoid leaving the White House in January. I think he would drop a nuclear bomb on California if he thought it could help and if he had the ability to do that without the input of the military. Trump is like a bank robber who has to not leave the bank or he'll get taken down. Oh my God, that's it. It's dog day afternoon. We have another listener question from Eileen. How accurate was the 2016 predicted market for the presidential election? We see Biden riding high-ish with Kamala and also see some reports of it tightening up. How worried should we be? Answer is a lot. But can you compare data from these two presidential cycles? I don't know if you can go back and look at it Mm -hmm. from 2016, but we know that the market was wrong. I mean, it was trading really high for Hillary. Um, But again, is that wrong? Right now, the market is trading at 60 cents for Biden. It's basically saying there's a 60% chance that Biden is going to win. So if Trump wins, were you wrong to buy Biden at 60 cents? You certainly lost money, but I don't know if you were wrong. But the market's also not neutral. It's people making the markets go up and down depending on their investments. No, that's a good point. I mean, the markets represent not true odds because we don't know what the true odds are. They represent the odds that the traders believe this is. And the traders are following the models and things like that. So I think predicted is pretty fairly priced right now. I think Biden's a little low at the moment because I think there is a lot of MAGA money on predicted that that tends to keep Trump artificially high. Next question from Philip. Philip says, I am South African and live in Cape Town. Do you have any thoughts on the skyline? John, have you, are you familiar with the Cape Town skyline? I'm familiarizing myself with it right now. New input, new input. <laughs> it's really beautiful in the sense that it's got it's on water and you've got mountains in the background. But in terms of the architecture, it's a little kind of 1970s or 80s. I agree with my robot friend. The Table Mountain, which is this huge looming flat-topped mountain that you can see in some of these Cape Town skyline glamour shots is great. And as John always says, you put a skyline on the water, ooh, your skyline is looking that much better. But overall, these buildings, Philip, I mean, no disrespect to Cape Town, but- They're pretty squat. The tallest building is 456 feet. We have taller buildings in Raleigh. Oh, Oh, boy. And, And Raleigh's skyline sucks. Sorry. Wikipedia says that in 2014, Cape Town was named the best place in the world to visit by both the New York Times and the Daily Telegraph. And I would say the fact that Cape Town could pull that off in spite of these buildings Mm -hmm. 
is a testament to some aspect of Cape Town that I'm not familiar with. Well, good, good for them. Philip, thank you for listening. Please have your friends and neighbors in Cape Town listen. But we're lukewarm on the Cape Town skyline, speaking for all of us. Yeah. Thank you so much for your questions. We love getting them. They're very fun to answer. They're David's favorite part of the show. Thank you, Starly, for reading the listener questions. Yeah, good job, Starly, hosting. Thanks. You obviously have experience hosting. Yeah, that's me. I'm pro. And I want, also want to thank Beckett again for all of his dispatches. I'm still, I'm still hosting. It's not over. <laughs> Don talking over the host. I love I'm sorry. it. Let's do next week's bets. And also, I think we should point out, we are 71 days away from the election. That's very, very soon. Totally. We are entering election season. Elections used to be like Christmas, like a day, and now it's a season. This is like the day after Halloween. You go in and the Christmas decorations are up. You need to get in the election season mindset now. So 71 days basically means if you can get on predicted and flip some shares and make $10 a day, Mm -hmm. you can make $710 between now and election day. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, money. We're only talking about money. Money is the best coping mechanism. Definitely worked on the VP market. It was very distracting. You definitely worked for that pool attendant (laughs) who was having sex with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife while he watched in the corner like a big family man, Christian man. Okay, now that we're going to be thinking of this mentality of $10 a day until the election, let's do next week's bets with that in mind. All right, my next week's bet I'm not betting on the RNC. I'm betting on international politics. Kim Jong-un is rumored to be in a coma. And there is a market. Will Kim Jong-un still be Supreme Leader of North Carolina on December 31st? North Carolina. Did I say North Carolina? You did. Keep it. That would be a great market. Max, no on him being the Supreme Leader of North Carolina. (laughs) I am buying shares, yes, that he will still be the Supreme Leader of North Korea on December 31st. Smart bet. I'm not touching that. I'm flipping shares in the presidential market and in the electoral college margin of victory market. I also have no shares on Kanye making the ballot in Virginia, and I am no on Markey in the um, Massachusetts Senate primary at the moment, I, and I'll bail out of that uh, once he gets closer to 50, assuming he does. So th- those are my bets. You're anticipating there's going to be some movement with the RNC. I don't, I don't know how much movement there's going to be, but right now it's just going back and forth. Like Biden's going back and forth between 59 mm-hmm. and 60. So, you know, I'll buy 500 shares at 59 and sell them at 60. Mm-hmm. That's five bucks. There you go. Inch by inch, row by row, I'm going to make this garden grow. I mean, it's boring, but it pays. That's a very Biden bet. To, to make one penny a share is, is exactly in keeping with Biden. What's your bet of the week, Starly? I'm going to bet. You know, I haven't gotten into the presidential market at all. I'm going to monitor it and buy some Biden this week because I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to dip mm-hmm. a little bit during the RNC. So I'll do that. And I think I'm going to buy some Marky. Join me, Marky. Let's go, Marky. You got one more week. Bring it home. Yeah. I think that market's going to get wild this week as volume picks up. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to chase that rush a little bit. I know it's not going to be anything like it was before, but maybe I'll get a little bit of a fix. Yeah. I like it. It's not going to be the same rush, though. Nothing will ever compare to the VP market. 
now you admit that. It's like watching your wife have sex huh. with a pool noodle instead of a pool boy. <laughs> 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 oh, what fun we have when we think of our Christian faith leaders. I think this is a Christ-centered political betting podcast. I think that's how we need to market ourselves. Maybe the people who donate money to Liberty University will give us some money if they hear that this is a God-centered podcast about betting. I mean, I think there was a little bit of devil in you today, David. I mean, it's Monday morning. The devil always gets his talons in me on a Monday morning when the landscapers come by my neighborhood at 7.30 a.m. with their leaf blowers. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. I can't hear. This thunderous debasement has has interrupted my slumber. And and when I'm not well-rested, then the devil gets his hooks in me. And then I... There's just no accounting for what I will think, do, or say on a given Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. We celebrate the free market and free will by betting on political outcomes here on Election Profit Makers. We are doubly blessed to have you in our fellowship and we would ask you to make a prayer offering if you can this week by joining us on patreon patreon.com slash election profit makers when we reach our our mission goal of 666 patreons we will release a special lucifer only patreon episode celebrating all things satanic otherworldly hellish and luciferian we wish you abundance we wish you prosperity we wish you righteousness as we inch ever closer to Armageddon, trading and betting all the way. Send your election prediction questions to contact at Election Profit Makers. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Those reviews really help. I know it doesn't seem like they will, but I promise you they do. So make sure you do that. Election Profit Makers is sponsored by Predicted.org. Go to Predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20 and receive up to $20 in matching funds. You have 71 days still to get those matching funds. That's our show. I'm your host, Starly Quinn. Don't watch the RNC. It's not good for you. It'll make you feel bad. Do something else instead. Do something healthy and nourishing. Bye. Bye, Bye, Bye. Take care. We'll talk to you next week.